God. This is Mark chapter 5. And just to paint a little bit of a picture before we get into today's reading, this is a woman that has an issue. Have you ever known anyone in your life that has an issue? Don't point at them in your house. Some of you are looking across the kitchen like, that guy on the couch has an issue. We all have issues. This lady in the Bible is called the woman with the issue of blood. Blood is her issue. I want to ask you today, what's your issue? What's the issue that everybody knows you have? Is it an anger issue? Is it an addiction issue? Is it a relationship issue? Is it an insecurity issue? Whatever issue you have today, God is bigger, God is greater, and he loves you in spite of your issue. Just because you have an issue doesn't mean you're the odd one out. We all have issues. And instead of having an issue with others, we should have an issue with ourselves. It's like we're coming up to the election and we got all these issues in America. One of our greatest issues be I'm going to pray about everything. I'm going to cover my country. I'm going to prayerfully consider, God, what do you want me to do right now? Now, I'm not going to make the issue this person or that person or that party or this agenda. I'm going to make my issue being humble before God. She is the woman with the issue of blood. What's your issue today? We all have them. We all have issues. My issue is I have a major addiction to coffee. And I do not want your prayers that God would take that away. She is the woman with the issue of blood. She has had this issue for 12 years. I wonder how long you've had your issue. I wonder how long you've been carrying this issue, this addiction. Has it been for the last year or maybe has it been for the last decade? How long have you carried your issue? Maybe for a lot of us it's been our whole life we've had this issue. My whole life I've dealt with fill in the blank. For this lady it was 12 years. How long have you been carrying your issue. I want to tell you today, it has been long enough. Let's let Jesus come in and heal and cleanse and restore that area of your life. She is the woman with the issue of blood. She's had this issue for 12 years, and here in her life comes the opportunity of a lifetime. You know, they say about opportunities that opportunities of a lifetime must be ceased within the lifetime of the opportunity. She sees an opportunity, and she's like, oh. It's like, man, when COVID first started, some of them business people were like, we see an opportunity. We're about to sell masks. We are in the mask business. Find me an N95. We're about to sell this thing. It's an opportunity of a lifetime. The opportunity of a lifetime must be ceased within the, the lifetime of the opportunity. And so she sees the opportunity. She's like, I see Jesus walking by, and I'm going to grab the hem of his garment, the edge of his robe. I'm just going to get me some Jesus because I know if I can get Jesus, I can get healed. Watch what it says here, Mark chapter 5. Okay, Coy, you're good. Thank you for playing today. If you feel extra generous in the chat, you could even clap for Coy, the greatest keyboard player in all of church. Nobody sets the atmosphere like Coy. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. Now in the crowd, that day was a woman who had suffered horribly from continual bleeding for 12 years. She had endured a great deal under the care of various doctors, yet in spite of spending all she had on their treatments, she was not getting better. She was actually getting worse. When she heard about Jesus' healing power, she pushed through the crowd and came up from behind him and touched his shawl. 
for she kept saying to herself, you ever talk to yourself? You know what I'm saying? Like, you talk to yourself, you talk crazy. Like, if anybody else knew the way you talk to yourself, they'd be like, oh, man, you for real crazy. She kept saying to herself, if only I could touch his clothes, I know I will be healed. As soon as her hand touched him, her bleeding immediately stopped. She knew it, for she could feel her body instantly being healed of her disease. I want to preach a message today. Write down the title. It's called Pushing Through Problems, People, and Prayer. We as a church, Pray About Everything, Part 5, we are going to push through problems, people, and prayer. I wonder what the, what the problem is in front of you. you got to push through it. I wonder if there's people trying to stop you from walking in your God-given potential. we got to push through it. I wonder if prayer, you are too exhausted and too overwhelmed. Come on, we got to push through the flesh and get into the spirit. We're going to push through our problems, people, and prayer because on the other side, man, when she touched Jesus, she was like, oh, I know I'm changed. I know nothing will be the same. I know something. I'm telling you, when the grace of God gets a hold of your life, he will touch you in a way it is undeniable. It is unshakable. You say, I don't know why. I just got free. I don't know why. I don't want to smoke cigarettes again. I don't want to indulge in this thing. I don't want to be bitter anymore. I don't want to be strung out on this thing. I don't want to be that person anymore. Jesus just touched me and instantly I know I'm changed. When the love of God touches your life, you will never, ever be the same. He will change you from the inside to the outside. And whether it's an issue with blood or an issue with bitterness, God is bigger and better than any issue that you're up against today. We are pushing through problems, people, and prayer. We are pushing through. Come on, America. I know we've gone through COVID since March. I know, I know the election's coming up, but we need to push through right now. I'm not a doom and gloom preacher. I'm a happy guy with blonde hair. I'm a blondie now. Blondes for Christ. I'm not doom and gloom. I'm not here to tell you the worst is yet to come. I am here to tell you the best is yet to come. But maybe you won't walk into God's best until you shake off some of those things that are holding you down right now and push through so you can get to Jesus. I want to pray over your life because the Bible says in Hebrews 10, you have need of endurance because maybe you feel like, man, I've been in this thing 12 years. 12 years I've been suffering. 12 years I've been addicted. 12 years I've been depressed. 12 years I've been strung out. 12 years I've been, I've been a, a fan of this team. 12 years we've been, we've been failing. 12 years... You need to push through because maybe you're exhausted and maybe you're tired and you're weary, but I want to remind you and encourage you today that there is still Jesus walking by your life. He is walking by today and just reaching out to say, God, I need you. Something miraculous can happen in your life. Let me pray. God, I thank you that you're awesome. Today as we go to your word, will you open up our eyes so we can see you, open up our ears so we can hear you. We love you. We live for you. And we thank you, God, that the Dodgers will win the World Series. Somebody say amen and agree with that prayer with faith. Come on, clap right now. We prayed in a Laker championship. We're going to pray in a Dodger championship. We're going to get them out at home next time. Okay. Let me give you a few things to write down. Number one, instead of trying everything else, try God. 
I love that the Bible says she had tried everything. She was trying all kinds of doctors, and she wasn't getting better. She was getting worse. Look what it says in Mark 5, 26. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. Maybe you have been trying everything else and it's not working. Maybe you've been trying this, that, or the other. Maybe you've been trying this new scheme and this new meditation and this new health expert and this new, this new uh, program. Maybe you've tried everything else. I just want to say, maybe you should try God. Maybe you should give Jesus a try. I think he's better. In fact, the Bible says in Deuteronomy, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose wisely. You can choose all kinds of different adventures, but I'm just encouraging you, try God. God is better. God is greater. God is so good. He is so powerful. I know you've tried this. I know you, you we live in, in such an experimental culture. We're like, oh, I'm going to try this thing. I'm going to try some gummies. I'm going to try a pen. I'm gonna, you know what I'm talking about when I said a pen, too. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. Why don't you try Jesus? Oh, I love this in Isaiah. Watch what Isaiah says, 40. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? Has nobody told you Jesus is walking by? Have you not heard the gospel, the good news, that God so loved you that he sent his one and his only son to die for your sins? That you would not perish, but you'd have everlasting life. That you'd not suffer. Oh, I just, I can't imagine the frustration of this lady. She's like, I've tried everybody. I'll never forget when our, when our Georgia got sick, when she was diagnosis, when, she, when we received her diagnosis, you know, that we wanted to be with the right experts. And we wanted to get, you know, with the people that would tell us if Julia and I had another baby, would this happen again? And we wanted to be with the best of the best. This lady had exhausted her bank account. She had taken all kinds of personal loans. She was maxed out on her credit cards. She was trying the best of the best, the experts of the field. She was trying, and she was not getting better. She was getting worse. She tried everything, but when God came by, she said, I'm going to try this guy. I wonder if you feel so tired and so weary and so worn out because you've tried everything but God. Maybe give Jesus a try. Maybe see if he is living water. Maybe see if he is who he says he is and he can do what he said he would do. I know you've tried all kinds of things. I know you've experimented. But why don't we just give, just maybe let's just try Jesus. Let's just see if he really does fulfill. Let's see if he really is a healer. Let's see if he really is good news. Let's see if he does set the, the captives free. Let's see if he does have a word that will bring freedom into your life. I know you've tried everything else. Why don't you try Jesus? I know you've exhausted yourself, but let's be honest, you're not getting better. Like everyone around you is like, ah, you're not getting better. You're getting worse. But Jesus is walking by, and he's worth a shot. She knew it, didn't she? She knew it. In fact, write down number two. I love this. At the time of no answers, you got to push. Write down number two, at the time of no answers, you got to push. Because look at the next verse in 27. It says, when she heard about Jesus' healing power, she pushed through the crowd and came up from behind and touched his prayer shawl. She, she, she pushed through the crowd. I'm asking you today, what do you need to push through? 
What do you need? There's all kinds of obstacles. There's all kinds of circumstances. There's all kinds of issues. But what is it in your life that you need to push through? Now, I'm not, I'm not talking, listen, our theology is not this way. I'm not talking about pressing for a blessing. That's not what I'm talking about today. Because in grace, there is no striving. In grace, there is no earning. So I'm not saying push so you can get blessed. It is not about pushing. It is about being in an area or a posture to receive. A lot of us, our biggest issue is that we're just not pushing through our feelings so we can receive from grace. God's got something for you today. God's got something for you right now. God wants you to come into his presence so he can fill you to overflow. But what do you need to push through to get to God? Uh, back, back in the day in church, they'd say, you know, we need to push. And I'm like, I'm not pregnant. I'm a blonde. I'm a Dodger fan. But I'm not prego. Come on, church. We need to push. And I'm always like, what? <laughs> and someone would be like, pray until something happens. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I get it, I get it. So like they have hoodies and like bracelets. Say push, pray until something happens. And maybe that's cool, but what I'm asking you today is to push through your offense. Push through your hardness. Push through your unforgiveness. Push through your fatigue. Push through just to get into a place to receive from Jesus. This woman had to push through the crowd. She wasn't pressing for a blessing. She just knew if I could get into his presence, if I could get into his proximity, I know he can heal my life. I know he can touch me. I've tried all these doctors and all these things. I've been on the Sunset Strip. I've tried every drug and every person. I've tried this, that, and the other. But the only one that can fulfill me and the only one that can heal me, I just need to get with Jesus because I know that is my soul sufficiency. Come Come on, clap today in the chat. Come on, clap today wherever you're at and just thank God. I just need some Jesus. When she heard of Jesus, she said, I just got to push through this crowd. I know there's some obstacles. I know you're like, some of you like, the biggest obstacle in my life is my kids. All right, let's hire a sitter. Let's get you, let's get you a babysitter just for an hour so you can get with God. Oh, I love this psalm. Read Psalm 62. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. Look at verse 8 of that chapter. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. This lady said, I, I, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of people. I don't know if you've ever been to a festival. I don't know, you know, when festivals are going to be back. And I'm really grateful because Coachella usually lands on our Easter. And we have the worst Easters whenever Coachella happens. So I'm glad there ain't no Coachella. We're going to have a great Easter this year. No Coachella. Have Coachella in November. There's no Easter in November. I just need April for Jesus, okay? I don't know if you've ever been in crowds of people. I don't know if you remember what it's like to be in a stadium but there's so many people in front of you and where you need to go. 
Are you going to stand there defeated like there's no way I can get to that stage? There's no way I could get to that parking lot. There's no way I could get there. Maybe you are paralyzed by your unbelief. Maybe you are paralyzed by your inability to go, you know what? There's a lot in front of me, but I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get into the presence of Jesus. Because I know there, I'm so satisfied. I know when I'm there, I am healed. I am restored. I am redeemed. I am renewed. Everything that I need is in his presence. Everything you need, he is. She knew it, didn't she? I tried Dr. So-and-so. I tried Dr. So-and-so. I went to Beverly Hills. I went to Brentwood. I was down Los Feliz. I went to the Cedar sinai I went to the UCLA Medical. I tried all these guys. None of them worked, but Jesus. I'm sick and tired of this issue that I have in my, I'm so done paying these bills. I can't keep up with this personal loan. I'm so exhausted. And she heard of God and she said, I don't care who's in the way. I'm getting to God. You got to be so sick of being sick to get to the place where you say, I'm fed up with me and my issue. I need to be cleansed. I need to get freedom. I need the gospel. I'm getting to God. Whatever you need to push through today, I want to implore you. Your family needs you to push. Your spouse needs you to push. Your friends need you to push. And I'm talking about pushing away all of the laziness, pushing away all the excuses to say, you know what? I just need Jesus to come and touch my life. Oh, I love this. Write down number three. The narrative you tell yourself is the narrative you believe. The narrative that you tell yourself is the narrative you believe. Look at the next verse, Mark 5, 28. For she kept saying to herself, if only I could touch his clothes, I know I will be healed. Listen to what she's saying. She put, if only I could touch his clothes, I know I will be healed over and over, over and over, over and over. The narrative you tell yourself is the narrative you believe. The narrative you tell yourself is the narrative you believe. So listen, some of you, the, the reason why you're stuck is because you keep saying, I'm, I'll never amount to nothing. I'll never get through this situation. I'll never become who God called me to. I'll never get free of this addiction. I'll never stop doing this thing. I'll never, and I, listen, listen. The Bible says in Proverbs, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. You are whatever you think you are. This lady was convinced. All I need is Jesus. Just give me a newest presence. Give me some church. Give me some grace. Give me some gospel. I know I will be healed. I know if I could just get around some Jesus, I'm going to be just fine. What have you been confessing over your life that's going to set you free? Remember them Eminem uh, lyrics? I am whatever you say I am. If I wasn't, why all the unbelievers, heathens, Backsliders are like filling in the blank. Why would you say I am? I am whatever you say I am. If I wasn't, then why would you say I am? I, I got to be honest with you. It is not about what others believe about you. It is about what you believe about you. And the narrative over your life that you keep confessing is the narrative you believe. If you believe nobody wants you, nobody wants you. If you believe that, that you're the worst, you are the worst. If you believe that you're, you, you, you know, you, you, you're always going to have this issue, 12 years, it's not going to change. I'm not going to change. Then you're never going to change. You are whatever you think you are. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. And this lady was so convinced. Listen to her confession. If I can just get into his presence, I know I'll be healed. If I can just get around, if I just, I just, excuse me, excuse, hey, sorry, yep, I know, mask on, hi. Um, if I could, so sorry, excuse me, guys, hey. Have you ever tiptoed through, through, through a crowd? You're like, excuse me, hey, so, oh, so sorry. I just, 
I got a friend up at the front. Um, excuse me. So sorry. Yes. Just slide. Oh, hey. I'm so sorry. Yes. Okay. And she just goes the whole time. If I can just get in, if I can just get up to that, if I can just, if I can just get with him, I know it. I know I will be healed. I know what I know. Excuse me. So sorry. Just didn't mean to. I just got to get to Jesus. I just need some Jesus. I wonder if you're willing to sidestep all your issues and problems and dilemmas and destruction and just say, I don't know what I got to do, but I'm willing to do anything to get there. The narrative that you keep telling yourself is the narrative that you will believe. I choose to say, if I can get with Jesus, I know I will be healed. I know I will be healed. You got to have the ability to push through problems and people and prayer to get to God. Oh, I love this story. When I was thinking about the woman of the issue of blood, it reminded me of blind Bartimaeus. You ever hear of blind Bart? If you don't know much about the Bible, this story is just as awesome as the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. Blind Bartimaeus is, well, let's be honest, he's blind. And he's sitting on the wayside. He's sitting on the side of the road. And just as Jesus passed the woman with the issue of blood, he is about to pass blind Bartimaeus. And by the way, today he's about to pass you. He's walking by your circumstance. He's walking by your household. He's walking by today to say, listen, I'm here for you, whatever you need. Blind Bartimaeus couldn't see Jesus, but he could hear the rumblings. He could hear the, he could hear the chatter about Jesus walking by. Watch what it says, same, same book of the Bible, Mark. Go five more chapters to chapter 10. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus, he began to shout, Jesus! Son of David, have mercy on me. You ever be somewhere and people get loud and you get uncomfortable? Like you ever be in the movie theater and someone's like being really loud? You're like, I, I don't know how I feel about it. Or like in the, in the supermarket, you know, like someone's really, really loud in the grocery store. You're like, I just, I want peace right now. 2020 has been crazy. I don't need anything loud. I just, I don't want my neighbors to be loud. I don't want anybody to be loud in the store. I just, I just, it makes me uncomfortable. David, uh, a blind Bartimaeus started shouting. Jesus! Son of David! Have mercy on me! Like, it was not cute. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He's blind. He don't know where he's shouting. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Watch what the crowds did. I love this. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. Good for them. <laughs> but he shouted all the more, son of David. Have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. And the blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Write down number four today. Don't let people's opinions stop you from praying. Don't let people's opinions stop you from praying. 
You got to push through your problems, 12 years of an issue. You got to push through some people sometimes, and you got to pray through some, through some silencers, some critics, some naysayers, some people in your life that's like, man, you're never going to change. Man, you just need to be quiet. Man, you just need to sit down and shut up. Man, you just, no, no, no. Don't let people's opinions of you matter. Listen, listen, the Bible says in Proverbs, but watch this, Proverbs chapter 29, uh, verse 25, fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trust in the Lord means safety. The fear of man is a trap. Don't be ensnared by others' opinions. If you live for others' opinions, you will fall by other people's opinions. We do not live for the approval of man. We live, we live from the approval of heaven. God has already approved you. God has already accepted you. You are approved and accepted by God himself. And so, and so they, 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 sh they shouted back at him, amen, be quiet. Hey, bro. This is not, don't you, you stop posting, stop praying, stop. Do you have people in your world that you're afraid of what they think about your faith? So you're quiet about your love for Jesus? Do you have people in your world that are trying to trap you to be something you know you're not called to be? Do not live for the fear of man. The fear of man is a trap. It is the trap of the enemy. Just like you would try and put a mouse trap out. Just like you would try and trap an animal. Just like you would try and ensnare something that you need to catch. The enemy catches you in the approval of man. You care more about what people think than God thinks. Listen, when you don't care what anybody else thinks, you say, I don't care. I'll get some, listen, I will get ratchet up in this place to get my righteous in this place. And I will go, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Like, man, shh, man, this is not sophisticated. We, 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 this is good. He's God. He's holy. No, no, you come to God just as you are. I don't know people that have issues and pain and struggles that are sophisticated. Um, here's my request. I'm just like to put a request in the request box. No, it's like I need God right now. I'm going through pain and hardship. I've been bleeding for 12 years. I've been blind my whole life. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. I'll tell you, your shout can get heaven to stop today. Your prayer can get God to stop in his tracks. He can walk by or he can stop. And he looked at the man and he said, what do you need? Write down the last point, worship team, you can come. Jesus is asking today. He's asking today, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus is asking you right now today, what is it that you need? What is it that you want? Because he's asking today, what do you need me to do for you? If Jesus stopped and entered into your home right now, and he walked in the doors, and he said, what do you, for this family, what can I do? For this couple right here, what can I do for you? For you, individually, what do you need me to do today? What would your reply be? What would your answer be to God today? Well, the one thing I need for the woman with issues, she's like, I've been bleeding for 12 years, sir. It's been the worst time. I've been spending all my money on, 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 on all kinds of doctors. I've tried everything, but today I'm just going to try you because my neighbor said you were good, and my neighbor's been going to church, and my neighbor seems happier than me, and she hasn't spent half the money I spent. So, God, will you heal my blood? Blind Bartimaeus sitting by the side of the road, they're like, Who's walking by? Jesus. Who? Jesus! Son of David! Have mercy on me! Shh, shh, shh. Man, yo, man, he's, 
a big deal. Yo, he's, he's busy. He's going to see somebody important. He, he's going to, to X family's house. He's going to preach today. No, no, he stopped. He said, go get that guy. Go get that guy. I hear the desperation. I hear the cry. He's pushing through problems. He's pushing through people. He's pushing through prayer. Come here, man. What do you need? What do you need? What can I do for you today? God is asking you, what can I do for you? What do you need healed in your home? What do you need healed in your heart? Jesus is looking you in the eyes and saying, what can I do for you? I will not do for them. We will not do for you what I did for them. I will do for you what you need. They need freedom. You need healing. They need forgiveness. You need abundance. What do you need? Oh, I love God. God knows how many hairs are on your head today. God knows when you sit down and you stand up. God knows when you go out and you come in. He is fully acquainted with all your ways. And the Bible actually says, before you tell him what you need, he already knows. When that woman touched the hem of his garment, he already knew what she needed. When blind Bartimaeus stood up and he said, what do you need? It wasn't that blind Bartimaeus was looking around blind. It's that he knew his name. He knew his situation. He knew his struggle. In fact, amongst the crowd, amongst the people, he heard the sound of one of his children. I hear one of my child, one of my children crying out, come on, grab, grab that man, bring him over here. When blind Bartimaeus said, I need to see, Jesus wasn't hearing those words for the first time. He knows your deep, dark secrets. He knows the issues that you've been carrying. He knows what's going on in your heart. He knows what's going on in your life. And today we got to push. We got to push so we can receive because the woman with the issue of blood she reached out with her issue with faith and blind Bartimaeus he sat by the road and he shouted with faith it was the cry of desperation but it was the shout of faith she ran through the crowd not because she wanted to see him but she had the faith to touch him is your faith in a place today we say I believe that Jesus is who he says he is and he can do what he said he would do we got to push through our problems we got to push through the crowds and the people and we got to push through prayer and I believe on the other side it's more than just your eyesight it's more than just your issue being healed it's unlocking your full potential it's so that you can receive the John 10 10 life the evil one has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. This is the heart of Jesus for your life. I want you to stand up right now, wherever you're at. Stand up, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I know that God is walking by today and he's asking you, what do you need? What do you need? Maybe we can just, maybe for the first time in a long time, answer him honestly and say, God, this is what I need you to do today. This is who I need you to be. I'm going through a hard time. I'm facing hardship, and I need this. Fill in the blank. Come on, let's push through our insecurity right now. Let's push through our problem. Whatever that problem is, push through it. Let's push through people. Don't care what anybody in your home thinks right now. Don't care what anybody else thinks right now. Push through the people in your life, the opinions of others. Come on, push through in prayer. We're going to pray about everything. We're going to pray about the small stuff 
and the big stuff. Maybe some of you have children that have left the faith. Maybe you have a child that is on the brink of suicide. Come on, right now, let's just pray them in. Right now, push through the problem. Push through the people. Push, push through the prayer. Let's just allow God to do what only God could do today.